Hi, Justin. Hey, Lindsay. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? Hello, cuties, and welcome to another episode of Perspectives with Pop Culture. I'm Lindsay, and this is Justin, and how are you doing? I'm doing good, except I'm very thrown off, you know? Yeah, we've we've already had like six technical issues before we've even pressed record, so, you know, it'll be a wild ride for us all. You know, yeah, on a Tuesday, just this weird day to be recording for us. Yeah, our schedule's thrown off. We're also recording at night, which is just not usual. You know, this is Pop After Dark. Ooh. Ooh. Should that be the title? I feel like that should be. I think that this is going to be one of our most unhinged episodes because usually we do it in the afternoon. We're like, we're a little more alert. And right now, I think we're both so tired from obviously a stunning three-day weekend. We both hosted. um, You worked. You DJed. Um, I've been drinking and tanning and, you know, we're tired. So we're going to be a little unhinged, I think. Plus we have to somehow keep this to 55 minutes because that's all we have left to upload in our, um, little setup here. And we're just unsure if we'll be able to do that. So. And I didn't make me a coffee, which is tragic. Well, what time, Justin, it's 8.41 PM. I don't think you need a coffee at this time. Uh, Lindsay, I can drink an entire two espresso latte and fall asleep 30 minutes after I take my last drink. I totally agree with you. I can do the same as well. And that's just a fun fact about us. Yes. So. Do you like my top, Justin? I thrifted it this week. It's very cute. Is that a heart-shaped button? No, it's like a big vintage button. And then if, I don't know if you can see the pockets, but it has a little detail there too. Ooh. And it's like an 80s style little like sheer hot pink top. What I'm would you say percentage-wise of your wardrobe is vintage at this point? Because I feel like you got more into vintage once you moved to the island. I feel like you weren't this heavily into vintage before you moved to the island. Or was I just... Um, yes. And there's two reasons for that. One, the island forces you to recognize how much waste you're producing and how you're contributing to waste when you're on an island because there's not a lot of space for it to go and I want my mm-hmm. island to stay beautiful. So for uh-huh. the most part, I would say like Gonzo and I's wardrobe is probably 70% thrifted slash vintage at this point as well as our household um, decor and furniture. Yeah. So I'm really proud of that. Thank you for acknowledging. I've noticed. I I mean, I feel like Gonzo already was into vintage before, but I've definitely noticed a lot of your wardrobe has slowly shifted from LA girly to vintage chic curly, you know? Well, yeah. Well, the second reason for that is that um, this island's expensive and my clothing budget has decreased. So I'm getting the most for my value. Got it. Got it, got it, got you it. Know. So reallocating Balance. funds. Reallocating funds. I like it. And waste. Reallocating funds and waste. Very nice. Love that for me. Um. It's officially summer, Justin. How do you feel about that? Isn't that crazy? No, it's We're not. in summer. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, girl, did you see? Oh, you obviously didn't see. It has been gloomy in Santa Barbara all freaking week. I'm really sorry for you because it's been the fucking best weather here. Like, do you see my tan? I am yes. a tan goddess. I am brown. I've been seeing your, I've been seeing your stories and everything, and 
it's been sunny. Here has been gloomy and humid. Yeah. Ugh. I'm really sorry for you. I mean, it's humid here all year long. But the number one best thing about people coming to visit, well, you know, I should say number two because the number one best thing is like getting to spend time with quality time with the people that are visiting. The number two is that we're doing so many more activities and laying out at so many more beaches that I always get a tan. So it's something I look forward to when I start to host. I love it. Did you know there's a company started for men's self-tanner? No. I was going to say that you should do some market research and then I realized that's dumb and then I was like, maybe Gonzo should and then I realized that that's dumb as well. So maybe my brother's next in running because he got sunburned day one of this trip and he could have – he really needed a tan because his Portland white skin was standing Ooh. out and glaring all over this island. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I don't need to look into self-tanners, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> like I just have a year-round glow about me. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it came up came up on my news feed on Instagram. So that shows the algorithm doesn't work very well. So the algorithm was not aware. No, it wasn't at all. But for the for those of our paler or you know, melanin challenged men out there, there is self-tanner for you if you feel self-conscious about using your significant other. There's a solution for you. You have to find it so we can um, It's called Mantan. It's called Mantan. I'm almost positive it's called man tan. Something stupid. And it's it's the same thing as what a women's self-tanner is. It's just marketed towards men. It literally has the same little mitten and everything, except it's in black instead of pink. And All the my bottle mittens is, are black. Oh, well, see, it's literally the same exact shit. It's just for men. That'll stupid. be a fun, like, couple's date night if you guys want to, like, self-tan each other before a big trip, if you want to glow. <laughs> A little bonding moment. I'm only laughing because I just like I I can't fucking relate. I'm sorry. I know, but like you've you've helped Jackie self tan before, right? Oh my god, yes. And I hate yeah, it's it's hard. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere and it streaks really easily and like you have to be dedicated to the craft. You it you can't half ass an at home tan, you know? You really have to commit. Yes. Agreed. So, so, men, I hope you're prepared out there to commit. <laughs> but after Memorial Day is summer, Justin. So we're yeah, in summer. Sure. I'm sorry that your weather's not reflecting that. But how are you feeling about it being summer? I feel like it was winter and New Year's one minute ago. I am looking forward to this summer. I think this summer is going to bring a lot of new things for both of us. I think this summer is filled with activities. Um, yes. I am. I think I've gotten in like a nice groove with all my different things. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the summer brings uh, on. I mean, work is the same. Nothing's really changed there. But yeah. everything outside of that, um, we have a lot of shit going on in June from visitors to I think I got like six gigs this month. To, to interviews, to interviews, to weddings, to um, a lot of a lot of stuff. So I, I'm excited for this summer. It's going to be exhausting though. I feel like come like gonna August, so I'm going to be white. But I feel like it's going to be like a sleepy girl summer. Like we're just sleepy, sleepy. because we're exhausted. We're doing so many things. We're oh, sleepy. I was like, that didn't make any sense. I just told you how many activities I got. What the fuck am I going to do? Sleep through all of it? No, we're going to be so tired that we're just going to be sleepy at all times. Like everyone's going to – how are you doing? Uh, we're sleepy. We're a sleepy girl summer. 
we're booked and busy. Um, well, I'm speaking of our exciting summer plans, how do you feel after we've just launched our first interview episode? It is so. First of all, my phone been blown up all damn day because we both get the notifications for yeah. Pop, even though Lindsay so graciously manages our Instagram. Um, yeah, so my phone's just been um, buzzing left and right. So I know the internet is talking. So I want to say thank you to everybody out there, um, and importantly, thank you to Allie for you know I was listening back to everything as I was editing, and I'll have to admit by the time I launch it. I don't typically listen to our podcast again because I've listened to it like three times at that point. So Yeah, same. <laughs> um, so, but no, like she didn't hold anything back. She kind of bared it all. Um, I laughed a little bit at some of the stupid crap that was said. Um, <laughs> I ate a bowl of cereal today and I thought of Drew because he oh, lives and on Drew's honor. Yeah, and Drew's honor. Um, so no, yeah, it was cool. I think it's going to bring a different depth to our podcast like like we talked about i we love pop culture as much as an ex-girly but we're also in our 30s like pop culture yeah. becomes less relevant the older you get i don't know i think i'm always going to be interested in the kardashians and vanderpump rules of the world you know you'll be so proud of me i watched the first episode <gasps> okay i'm i'm so excited to discuss with you Mm -hmm. that in the TV section. Okay, I just want to say off. quickly, if you are coming from, if you were introduced to us through Allie's episode, hey girl, welcome. We love to have you. We're so excited that you're here and we hope you stick along. We're really fun, I promise. Absolutely. Okay, should we just like dive in since we only have now 45 more minutes? Yeah, we should just like jump right into it. So my, <laughs> my <laughs> trend um, my trend has to do with music. And I feel like last summer was we dubbed it House Summer, mainly mm -hmm. because Drake and Beyonce like subsequently both released albums that are very house um, influenced. Um, both of them have made multiple or done multiple interviews saying like, oh, it was because of Virgil and paying homage to him. And I totally love that. Um, but I think this year is going to continue the same trend and the same vibe, except I'm, doing, I'm adding on a little twist, like as far as a trend. Um, uh, Keitronada and Amine just dropped their album, which is absolutely amazing. It definitely, Keitronada is definitely like a house vibe kind of dude. And to have mm -hmm. Amina's lyrics on the top of it is amazing. But I'm taking that house summer step further and say it's like Afrobeats and Ama Piano has been like blowing up. Like mm -hmm. the amount of people when I go out and DJ who, comment on like oh my god like i've been hearing this music here and there and i didn't even think people here in santa barbara played it or i it, i'm calling it right now like i'm a piano afro house is like gonna take over summer 2023 you'll be hearing a lot of whiz kid a lot of burner boy tims um like all of them as like big artists um so yeah that's my trend is branch out of normal house music type in i'm a piano or ask me i have plenty and get after it I think it's going to be a fun dancing summer. Yeah, you guys, this is a good um, time to remind you all that Justin releases super fun Curio Radio playlists weekly, and they're going to be lit for summer. Would you say that this vibe is like a funky house music vibe or am I way off? Because I'm just like nodding like I know who you're talking about, but I have no idea. So Ama Piano in particular, is it has house elements. But it leans more into this thing called the log drum. So just imagine a, like a tribal drum is like the main 
sound and mm. all on my piano and it's called on my piano for a reason it's heavy on the piano so think of like that one house music that has like a lot of saxophone a lot of horns and a lot of piano um influence and then like yeah. adding this thick like tribal drum on top of it and it's i mean most of the time they they're done in like south african like a different dialect and you don't understand the word but it's something about it just gets you moving so highly recommend. Yeah, I feel like this is very much up Gonzo's alley in that my car will be having oh, this yeah. all summer long. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that's my trend. Okay, thank you, Justin. My trend of the week is my super goop, super goop glow screen, specifically in the color golden hour. Now, I did not realize that super goop glow screen came in different tints, you guys. No one told me. I was doing just like the the very lightest one. So I just recently got the golden hour. It has a little bit of a darker tint, which gives me like a little tiny bit of coverage because I don't wear makeup every day and it's summertime girlies. Like you're not putting on makeup any every day. We're sweating that off as soon as we exit the household. So opt for the super goop glow screen. You're going to have like a stunning glow. I swear to you, every time I walk out of my house, when I see someone, they're like, your skin is glowing. I'm like, it's super goop. (laughs) Go get it in golden hour. And then what I like to do is add on something like the drunk elephant pollution drops that you can't find anywhere because Alex Earl made them like so famous on TikTok. So I've been using the Sai, say, whatever that brand is, S-A-I-E's glow gel. And it's just like does the same thing. So I do my like normal morning skincare routine, mm-hmm. put my glow screen on in golden hour, and then the size glow gel. And I just have like a bronzy glowy no makeup look thank me later you're welcome is glow gel it's it's basically like it's just it looks like bronzing gel which i don't know you've probably never seen the drunk elephant pollution drops but it's like brown bronzing gel it doesn't look brown on your skin but it Mm -hmm. gives you like a little bit of a a like bronzy glow all over and jackie would love it i think that'd be like a really cute surprise you could do for her justin Sure. Thank you for signing me up for that, but love that for me. (laughs) You're welcome. I always have your back, Jackie. Uh Okay, let's hop into these top stories because we got to roll. Okay, story number one, Taylor Swift and Ice Spice performed the Karma remix at MetLife Stadium on Friday night. And there's some controversy surrounding this whole Karma remix with Ice Spice. As we spoke about last week, Maddie Healy very publicly said some racial slurs about Ice Spice on a podcast episode that was taken down by Spotify because it was deemed as hateful. And the girlies, the Swifties were upset. You know, they were like, Taylor, sister, what are we doing about this? And she came out with a remix with Ice Spice and brought her out on stage and made it a whole thing and showing that like she loves Ice Spice and Ice Spice is the next artist of big artists of our generation, which agreed, agreed Taylor. Um, it's just she's so smart and I think she was made aware of this podcast episode long before we all were. And obviously, this has been in the works for some time. This is, I got into this discussion with a Swifty, which, by the way, this podcast has gotten me involved in so many different conversations now. I talked to somebody about sports 30 minutes ago. I'm talking to girls about Swifties. Anyway, I digress. Um, so I was talking to this Swifty, and mm-hmm. the question was, which one came first? 
did Matt Healy drop this podcast and then she went back, her team went back and was like, oh, we got a damage control. Or was it that they, she had already been planning this um, collab and then that's why Matt Healy brought it up during the podcast. And then like, so was this already in the works and he just so happened to comment on it, making it this big controversy? Like, I don't know the exact timeline. Well, I don't my think only does. rebuttal to that would be that the reason it was brought up in the podcast was because I Spice made a video. They said, who inspires you? And she said the 1975. And then the podcaster said to Maddie Healy, oh, I Spice said that she ins- you inspire her music. And then he made this slur. So it's not as though like um, Taylor Swift oh. is part of that conversation at yeah. all in the podcast. Could you imagine? So that's my only rebuttal to that. Could you imagine saying like, oh, this person's my hero, and then they go and say something like as fucked up as what he did? Okay, so recently, and this just came out a day ago, so I'm so glad that we're recording today instead of yesterday. Yeah. Um, Maddie Healy says, podcast controversy actually doesn't matter. And then his quote is, nobody is sitting there at night, slumped at their computer, and their boyfriend comes over and goes, what's wrong, darling? And they go, it's just this thing with Maddie Healy. He's basically saying it's really not that big of a deal. And if you're that personally offended by it and you're not Ice Spice, like, relax. Sounds like somebody – he sounds like an asshole, first of all, and a very privileged asshole at that. Yeah. So that's that. Um, there's definitely some mixed feelings. The rest of her shows at MetLife – you know, were a big hit. The stars were out to play. She brought Jack Antonoff out to sing Getaway Car with her as one of the surprise songs, which is very famously like in one of her documentaries for creating um the Evermore album when they were creating Getaway Car. Like there's this famous scene of her and him like riffing on the lyrics there. And So he came out and sang it and it was like a big deal. Everyone was really excited. That was a really good surprise song for the crowd. And then they, she premiered the Ice Spice music video at the concert as well. Very cool. I mean, it's a great move on her part, but there's just a lot of bullshit around it. So there's a lot of bullshit for sure. Okay. What's next, Justin? This next one's pretty sad. Um, the rock and roll queen, Tina Turner, has passed away. She did die peacefully in her home in Zurich on Wednesday, May 24th. Um, initially, like, cause of death wasn't really discussed. But, I mean, she was 83, I believe. I think if she was, like, 83 or 84. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, she had suffered, like, a stroke, been dealing with, like, kidney failure, um, cancer in recent years. So, you know, old age. I think like not to um, that's not me trying to sound insensitive, but yeah, I, I think she lived a very impactful life, a very beautiful life. She was a champion to a lot who dealt with abusive relationships as, mm-hmm. as she was famously known for dealing with Ike Turner. Um, so she was a queen and yeah, a true queen, an icon of our time. And she will be dearly missed. She gave us so many amazing hits. Proud Mary obsessed may we all just keep on rolling may we all just keep on rolling um if you guys haven't watched the tina turner documentary i think it's on hbo netflix Netflix. Uh, i highly encourage you to do so it is so i knew nothing about tina turner like 
at all. I watched this documentary, obsessed with her. It's like similar vibes of Pamela Anderson. You really get to know her. You Mm -hmm. see the ins and outs of her relationship. And I love that she chose to end her life living on a beautiful piece of property in a beautiful home in Zurich, Switzerland. Like that's my type of girly and I will be doing the same. Maybe not Switzerland, but like Tuscany. So Tina, inspo for life. We love you. We miss you. We'll sing Proud Mary every day in your honor. Any more thoughts on that? No, that's it. Okay. Wow, we're doing such a good job, Justin. Okay, number three. Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 1 was actually wild, mostly for the fact that everyone could not stop yelling for us to just get one clear sentence out of any individual person. It was – Justin, did you watch it? No. I watched – I saw, like, pieces and highlights. It seemed very very dysfunctional, and, like, it wasn't wasn't like an interview. It wasn't a tell-all. It wasn't – because people just kept cutting people off. It was honestly very frustrating to watch because everyone was yelling and everyone wanted to have like the biggest one-liner to come out of it. This is the episode where we got poo-poo heads and worm with a mustache, which we appreciate. James won out on the one-liner competition in this part. Um, An interesting thing that they did this reunion that I've never seen them do with any other reunion amongst like Vanderpump or Housewives in general was that they had each person walk out individually to sit down. And it was interesting in the order that they did it. So the order was, first it was Tom Schwartz. Then it was Lala. Then it was James Kennedy. Then it was um, Katie. Then it was Sheena. Then it was Ariana. Then it was Lisa. And then it was Tom. Or then it was Tom and then it was Lisa. Lisa was the last one. Tom Sandoval. What about Raquel? Okay, so part one, Raquel was not in at all in the reunion itself. She was sitting in a trailer watching the reunion because, remember, she had this um, restraining order going through processing with Sheena Shea, so they weren't allowed to be in the same room. So in part one, and I think, yeah, I think Sheena's just in part one, to be honest, which sucks, and um, that's just like, it's so stupid. She should be able to be there. She's a big part of the story. And she was watching from afar. Raquel the whole time seemed so satisfied with the attention she was getting. Um, So they showed you her too? They showed us her reactions to what was being said. She kept on like rolling her eyes when people were like coming for her and Sandoval. Um, Just like she was – she was like, I want to hear what he says to this question. I want to hear his answer to this question. And the question was – why didn't you tell – why did you wait so long to tell Ariana about the affair? And then everyone started yelling and she was just being like, I really want to hear the answer to this question. And it was just like, sister, like just so out of touch still. Um, I think at this point Raquel was still very much – in the manipulation and like the weirdness that Sandoval brings. So I'm like trying not to call her dumb, but she looks, she looks dumb in this situation because she doesn't seem like she has any remorse or any guilt surrounding this. Um, Apparently there's going to be something crazy that comes out in part three that's going to like change the minds of the cast members and that's why they haven't started filming again. So everyone's speculating what that is. 
there's a few speculations. One, Raquel is pregnant, which doesn't <gasps> seem right because at the reunion, she she was photographed smoking her vape like obsessively outside with Tom. So that just like oh. doesn't seem like okay. it's another thing. And then two, Lisa knew about the affair for a long time. Um, Lisa tweeted she did not know. And Ariana also said on Call Her Daddy, like, this is a TV show. If Lisa knew that, she would have pushed that along the storyline because that's part of good television. You know, like Lisa wouldn't just hold out that information. Um, And the other one is that Raquel also slept with Brock, which is Sheena's husband, which I don't think that one's true either. I think it probably has to do with the fact that just the affair has been going on and has happened a lot longer than what we pre- what we know it to be so far, like a lot sooner before August, even before Coachella, because they brought up Sheena said that Sandoval told Raquel in the hot tub at Coachella that him and Ariana were in an open relationship and was kind of grooming her since then. And that that was told to Sheena after the affair came out and that Raquel had told this person that who told Sheena Um, Sandoval, of course, was like, I didn't say that, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so interested to see what that bombshell is going to be. What do you think? I think it's either going to be... I remember the open relationship theories that were going around. But again, the little you know person inside of me that wants to see shit burn. Oh, if she's pregnant. Hmm. If she's pregnant, that that would make sense because she was like taken away not taken away she's been laying low no one's really heard from her she doesn't want to be photographed or anything like that would make sense um but at the same time like it was just in okay so apparently they broke up right sandoval and raquel and then Mm -hmm. tom was seen like people were like he's with this influencer he's staying the night with some influencer this girl had 1200 followers on instagram she's not an influencer she deactivated her whole social media account she had no idea who he was Somehow she must have lived under a rock. And then that came out that he stayed the night at her house and she like deleted all of her social media. She does not want to be like you looped with him. You got to be either the most desperate person to be famous or yeah. completely clueless on who this dude is to yes. date the worm with the mustache. Right. So like that came out. But then he was just like two days ago, he was on a plane and was like deliberately showing that Raquel was on the phone with him. And she's still sending – she is sending letters to Ariana and Tom's house. And the last one she's been sending are postcards because Ariana did say on Call Our Daddy that she sent – Raquel was sending letters to the house. And um, Alex Cooper was like, what were they? And she's like, well, I can't open his mail. That's illegal. And then she started sending postcards. So it's like she wants she wants Ariana to see, obviously, like what is on the – whatever she's sending. Yeah. For her to be sending a postcard. That's interesting. Anyways, the only other notable thing to come out of the reunion part one was that Lala called Tom dangerous and compared him to Randall. Basically saying he's emotionally abusive. He shouldn't be like allowed to – be with any women at this time he needs yeah mental health um facilitation and she compared him to randall in the fact of that lala couldn't get randall to stay home while in their relationship when they she was trying to mend things she couldn't get him to stay home and then once 
like she found out about Randall's affair and that they were going through the divorce, she couldn't get him out of the house. And that same thing's happening with Tom. Tom is now mm. like all of a sudden home all the time where yeah. Ariana was just begging him to stay home for a night. Now, Randall is Lala's ex husband. So there's actually a documentary about him out on Hulu that just came out. Yes, there is. Sorry, my my camera was crooked and it was all I could look at. It was driving me nuts. Okay. Um, there's a documentary. I have not watched it. Randall is like a weird, like a weird Hollywood dude. Yeah, that he like maybe he's got in trouble producer. for like fraud and stuff. Yes, and he like ice tea, I think it is, and him have like huge public beef. And he's just slimy and gross, and he's caused a lot of issues. For- Lala and him have a daughter together. Mm. Got it. And he had lots of affairs, and she found out about them. And she's saying – she was basically saying that he – Tom Sandoval is showing and doing Good a lot day. of the same behaviors that she saw Randall mm. do. Got it. And that's that on that. All right. I'm when really excited the next excited episode the come out? Tomorrow night. Oh, there's three. Last episode's June 7th. It's winding down. It's winding down. And hopefully, I I feel like the thing that's going to like shock everyone is really not that big of a deal, but we'll see. They're trying to hype it up. Yeah, hype it up for sure. All right. Well, in much more positive news, back to the touring world, Beyonce's Renaissance Tour launch i want to say like two or three weeks ago or something like that um mm-hmm. but in paris we got a special showing of her daughter blue ivy comes out and performs with her which somebody the other day made a comment saying like oh my gosh she's like finally getting cute which i took personal offense to because <laughs> they were just like she just looked way too much like jay-z when she first came what out, an she was awful thing to say about a child that's what i said I would like I to see photos of you at her age. Like, you're probably so awkward. I was like, I thought Blue Ivy was cute. Because there was always a debate of, like, who's cuter, yeah. North or Blue Ivy. And everyone else just said North. That's so stupid. We're comparing children's looks. That's creepy, you guys. Yeah. So, anyway, first of all, I was like, I take offense. First of all, don't yeah. talk about my Blue Ivy like that. Second of all, she was really cute. Uh, the pictures of Jay-Z in the crowd kind of, like, cheering mom on and his daughter on was really adorable. Um Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really cool really moment. It made me really jealous not to be able to go. But and like Blue Ivy is actually a really good dancer. She was kind of um she, she was, was definitely a little of, awkward. Yeah, like she was holding back. You know what it yeah. reminded me of? How the girls do their TikTok dances where they're not doing it full out. They're kind of like marking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, like yeah. be cooler. That's kind yeah. of what she was doing. She wasn't going full out, but she was keeping she knew all the moves. She was keeping up with all the, she was mm-hmm. on tempo. Keeping up with the other dancers. The dancers were pumping her up. Obviously, her mom's just like being a fucking baller behind her. Like, so cool. This is the type of nepotism that I'm here for because it's so wholesome. Yeah, it was great. (sighs) I wish I could. Wow, Beyonce's tour is kind of full of nepotism, if you think about it, with um, Natalia and Blue Ivy. Okay, well. Yeah. We love that for them. Happy for them. Maybe in our next life, we'll be Nepo babies, Justin. In our next life? No, I'm trying to create nepotism for my child if I do have one. Okay. I'm here for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I think I'm going to do. I'll make my baby a Nepo baby. Absolutely. Give them all the hookups. <laughs> all the hookups. Oh, 
it's just thing one more thing to note kylie jenner was at that paris concert for beyonce and she was serving luke's all week in Paris. And just just like a little thing to mention that will lead me into this next story is Kylie posted a photo on her Instagram story of her in a promotion for Dolce & Gabbana. Okay? And that's who did Courtney and Travis's wedding and that's why all Courtney the drama. Kim, all the drama. And I just wanted to be like, "Huh." So, it's not just Courtney was trying to say in the episode, whatever, I'll talk about that later, but just wanted to bring that up. So remember that for five minutes from now. Okay. Okay. Next story. And final story. Khloe Kardashian admits feeling less connected to Tate, baby Tatum as she says surrogacy was hard for her. Um, This was really vulnerable of her to share because I feel like she can get a lot of hate for that. But it's true. And And, surrogacy is a weird process. And she was saying this amongst like all of the issues with like her melanoma that they found in her skin. Like she was she's going through it. We have to remember that Chloe found out that the surrogate was pregnant with Tatum, baby Tatum. Only like three weeks before the news broke that Tristan cheated on her again. So I feel like throughout this surrogate's like entire pregnancy, she was going through another public cheating scandal. And it was – she never had time to like bond with the idea that a baby was coming, you know? Yeah. And then the baby came and she said it was a weird feeling. She talks about this. We'll just like lump this with the series – season premiere um, recap. She says in the episode that it was a really weird feeling that like the the surrogate gives birth and then the you just take taken, it away. The baby's immediately taken away from the surrogate and given to Chloe in a completely different room, and she felt like it was a weird transaction. Um, mm-hmm. Kim says she didn't feel that way. Um, I think the reason is because Kim was like had a close relationship with her surrogate. She was in a like happy marriage at the time. Um, it was something her and Kanye were like both you know, dealing with together. Yeah. And yeah. It, this was Chloe like receiving this baby by herself. Tristan was not there. It was, that was probably just like such a weird way to like bring a child into the world. But at the end of the day, a baby is a blessing. And, you know, I don't think that that's the case for her now. I think that they've bonded and whatever. But this is really common even when the mom gives birth to their child. Oh, that feeling of yeah, it's postpartum depression, which is I've I've seen it firsthand, and it is not mm-hmm. it's not just like oh you're a little sad. It's inability. You feel sad, but then you feel guilty for feeling feeling sad, and then you feel guilty for not being able to connect to your child or wanting to be around your newborn. It's just this vicious cycle that I would not wish upon any mother. Um, and yeah. I think that. Yeah, I can imagine like with the whole surrogacy thing and not having a partner to support um, you through all that. Um, totally. Yeah, it can feel super transactional. And that's like something, that's an intimate moment that you wouldn't want that kind of cloud. Yeah, hovering so, over. Yeah. Also in the season premiere, we learned that about Chloe's melanoma diagnosis, just another thing to add to her plate. We saw Kendall Jenner's 818 party. With, um, with this stupid robot bartender that was so dumb. Um, like, and, the, and it took like four man, guys. To, 
Yeah, it took four guys to operate the robot. Like, why don't one of you just make a goddamn t- Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a lot of weirdness. I feel like James Corden was being so weird. Like, he was being so odd and creepy almost. Like, when he came All babies look like him at one point. Like, yeah, excuse you, what? sir. Like, he was being weird. I was like, oh, you're cringy. Or you're, like, really trying to get on there. Like, you really want to be friends with the Kardashians. You know? Like, you're really trying yeah. hard. Um. But what else happened in the episode? Kim um, Kylie, opens up a little bit about her divorce. Yeah. Oh, yes. She talked about that. She talked about the first breakup post-divorce. Um, but then uh, Kylie learned or tried to learn how to drive stick shift with Kendall. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how to drive stick, Justin? <sighs> no, I don't. And actually, I anybody in Santa Barbara who owns a stick shift car and is willing to teach me, I really want to learn. So it's hard. Have you done it? Um, well, I've, I've, someone has tried to teach me before and I've taken like, they tried to teach me like multiple, multiple times over like a long period of time, but I just, my brain could not comprehend it at all. So I was like watching Kylie and she was like, three pedals and I was like this was my exact dialogue and you you really do you stall so fast I was shocked that she was going on the road so quickly like I only ever was taught like within a parking lot like the old like southwest baseball fields parking lots where no (laughs) one's in there at like 9 p.m at night and that was scary to me that I was gonna like crash into a tree so I don't know how she did that but I think it's so badass that Kendall has all these vintage cars that she drives stick with. Like, so of it course she does. Of, it reminds me of uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney and like her remodel of her Ford Bronco or whatever. Yeah. But- just like you, like you're already so beautiful. You're already like the hottest girl alive. And now you like drive stick vintage Porsches. Like life is life is unfair. God has favorites. <laughs> A supermodel that drives stick? That's rude. Shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> um, so that's my my take on the season premiere. Got it. Yeah, I watched it. I'm not I'm not going to hold back. It was still it was entertaining, but it was still cringe. Overall. Yeah, sure. As is every reality television show. Absolutely. So, will I continue to watch We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Tell us about this next one because I have heard so much about it and I did not watch this and I have no desire to. So spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the Succession series finale. Justin will be giving spoilers. So if you do not want to know anything, just like skip the next five minutes. It's really tragic that we have such a limited amount of time. But first of all, um, (laughs) Lindsay, this is not your show, so I don't recommend you try it. Gonzo will probably try to get you to watch it, but you'll be so bored. Um, so bored. Gonzo, if you have not watched it, watch it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Succession is an amazing story. It's about this super wealthy family that I guess was modeled after like a wealthy family in media um, in real life. And it's about them trying uh-huh. to battle for the kingdom um, because their dad's about to die. And so this last season was spent them duking it out with one another especially uh, once their dad actually finally did pass away um and they're trying to like the brother the two brothers trying to block this deal of this other company buying them and then the daughter is kind of conniving 
ooh, excuse me, it's kind of conniving. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's just like, it was like, will, like, who's going to come out on top? Is it going to be the brothers? Is it going to be the, the sister and this new guy from outside of the company? And lo and behold, the sister's husband, who was like this guy who just annoyed everybody, he was a kiss ass. He was a yes, sir. Um, he only did what he was told. Like he wasn't like a free thinker and he was kind of like a social climber. Mm-hmm. He wound up being um, becoming CEO of the company because the outside guy bought it and it made him CEO only because he knew he can control him. And mm-hmm. so he made him the CEO because he's from like some European um, company or whatever. It was an amazing. Did you agree who they chose? How it happened? Or would you have chosen someone else? It ended perfectly because I think it was going to the main brother who had been he thought he was a, the one who was going to be able to um, you can use take their over. Names. Ken, I can't think of I can't think of his name. Kendall thought he okay. was going to be uh, the one to take over and he was like the most headstrong one. But he was a freaking sociopath like mm-hmm. he clearly was not cut out for this. And so at the very end, his siblings turn on him and say, you know, what, we're blocking this like you're not. Because, and even though they knew that means that they would also lose too. And so I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting. It was a very, I think it was a good, it was a good story about what the 1% really is like and yeah. how what we considered in our hometowns is wealthy is not fucking wealthy. Like, oh, not even close. There's people in Bakersfield who I thought were pretty rich and like, they, they no, these people are like, they can. In one episode, they controlled, they essentially influenced the election by calling a state early before they even knew it was called. And they did it on purpose because he was supposed to give them a favor in return. And obviously it's, you know, creative liberties, but like that kind of shit happens with people with that much power. Yeah. And um, so I thought it was like kind of cool to kind of see how that started. And to be honest, they started the whole trend of quiet wealth and stealth wealth in um, fashion. And that's mm-hmm. like a thing right now is stealth wealth. And it was all because of the show. Great show. Go watch it. It's all on HBO. Everybody except Lindsay. Shoot. Go watch it. Except me. I will say, yeah. um, Justin, you know this because I've told this story a million times, but I used to work for a campaign manager for um the Republican <laughs> we Party. We ain't got we ain't got to say his name. No, 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 we don't we don't say his name. And I was working as her personal assistant. So I wasn't doing anything like serious, but one of my jobs was to call the top 1% and it would have what their like yearly sat, like what their yearly pay, like maybe. Thank you. Income, what their yearly income would be and call them and ask them for a donation. And she wanted me to ask for a donation starting at $25,000 and me, little old me, 20 year old Lindsay, no, I was like 19, would have to call these extremely wealthy individuals who I don't know and they're very serious. Most of the time I would get like their assistant. Sometimes I would get yeah. a wife um, and say like, my name's Lindsay. I'm working on so-and-so's campaign. I was wondering if you would like to make a donation. We're like accepting donations starting at $25,000. and But obviously we would love for you to um, donate more if it's – of any interest. And then they would give me a favor in return. Okay, well, I would be interested in donating about $50,000 to so-and-so's campaign, but will you please have him call me back regarding this issue? And so then I would write that down. I would give it to my boss. 
And then when I like worked an event with her and and this politician, and after after we went into a room and the politician called back the big donors and listened to what their requests were and would like either say yes or no in whatever way. And um, that was like one of the most eye-opening experiences of my adulthoods thus far. So I can totally see this succession being very wildly interesting for everyone. If you've never been in a like real life scenario where you've seen any of this type of things go down. How our policies are actually made, not by what we want as the general public. It is primarily based on what people, the 1% want in order to keep money in their pocket. Anyway, Speaking of the 1%, Selling Sunset Season 6 just dropped on Netflix, and Christine is no longer in the show. Christine was the drama. She was the show. She was the entertainment of the show. So I was really interested to see how they would carry on without her. Yes, she was extremely problematic, but Christine has been on so many podcasts lately um, because she's coming out with a book. I recently listened to her on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast where she talked about how her and the girls, when they first started, there was all an understanding of what they were doing, that they were putting, they were making drama for the show and they would call each other after scenes and tell each other like what they said and like make sure everything was all good or would mm-hmm. say like, hey, I'm going to say this. Like, are you cool with that? And at some point after season one, when like people's heads started to get bigger, that the girls stopped communicating in that way. And now Mm. things were really all behind the back. So she was like, I was still thinking of it as, you know, a show and these girls were taking it seriously. And that's where like we butt heads and I needed to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Mm. now these two new girls are in Brie, who is one of Nick Cannon's baby mamas, which is really interesting. Random. Yes. And she finds out on the show. So she does not know. And then he she finds out like on the show that he's having a baby with someone else and her baby's like six months old. Okay. She can't act that surprised. No, she she didn't act surprised. She was like, look, like we're in an open relationship. Like this is a gray area. Like I know he's in other relationships too. Like he has other baby mamas. He has other things going on. Like he's not a one woman man. He's always – he has like six relationships going on at once. That's – Crazy. And then this other girl, Nicole, who's apparently been like a realtor at the Oppenheim group for a long, long time. And there's lots of drama with Nicole and um, Chriselle. And I was on Chriselle's side this entire time until this episode that I just watched. And you guys know what I'm talking about if you've binged it. And I'm just not as entertained as I was when Christine was on. And that's my review of it so far. Have you watched it all the way through already? No, I think I've watched six episodes and I want to say there's 10 or nine. Okay. So I'm pretty far through. It's, I mean, it's good. Like I like watching this type of mindless reality TV. Um, and the houses are cool, sick, whatever. The outfits are insane. And yeah, I hope you're all enjoying it if you're watching. You can DM me. We can discuss because no one watches it. In my house, besides me, I only know a very few people who watch that show. I mean, I'm not surprised by that, but it is like it was the number one show on Netflix for like the first like five days that it came out. You know how it um, does that? It's like number one, and it always is. And I just think Brett and Jason are weird. 
Are those like the main guys? Those are the twins that that run it. And Jason's dated like four of the girls. Wow. Anyway. That's TV. (laughs) That is TV. Um, Last but certainly not least, one of the reasons why filming or recording tonight worked out better is we Mm -hmm. finally know who is going to the NBA playoffs. And man... This was a crazy series. First of all, Lakers went and got the ass whooped. Like Denver's been in Denver. The Nuggets have been back in Denver just The Nuggets are chilling by the pool, waiting to see what's coming up next. (laughs) Just taking a big long. I think they had like a week off or something like that. What? Wait, I have a fun fact that I just learned today. Shoot. The Nuggets mascot is the highest paid mascot in the NBA, and he makes $625,000 a year. Where can I sign up to be a mascot? I would love to be a mascot. 625K, like, put me in, put me in coach. What's the put lowest paid mascot costume? making? Because, like, that still sounds like more money than I make. The, crazy, right? But I feel like you have to be, like, in gymnastics and, like, you know, stuff like that. I'll do a cartwheel. <laughs> with a, in, with a mascot. A, in a mascot uniform? Doubt it. I'll shake my booty, dance around. Wow. Anyway, Nuggets have been chilling back at home with their <laughs> mascot who makes 625k a year. Yep. <laughs> There's no way. I have to fact check that. I'll send it to you right now. As a mascot? That's crazy. And meanwhile, yeah. the Celtics, the, uh, the Miami Heat thought they had shit in the bag. And then Tatum from the Celtics came out from underneath and they won three straight games to tie it up three apiece and to force a game seven, which that's like almost never done and heard of. Um, But then unfortunately Jason Tatum, like I think he like rolled his ankle in the very first, like maybe 10 minutes of the first quarter. And then you can tell he was playing hurt the entire rest of the game. And it, the team that played in game, the Celtics team in game seven that played was a different team that played in game six. Like they weren't converting. They were horrible from the field goal. Um, and I think Jason Tatum barely had like three shots going into the se- and going into the second half. So unfortunately, Celtics are not making history. They are packing it up. And the NBA finals are going to be Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And I think his name is Josevic, Josevic and the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to say I kind of feel like I manifested that the Miami Heat would go because I've been saying this whole time like I want to see Alex Earl at the NBA playoffs because she is a Miami girly. Yeah. And I've been saying that week after week, episode after episode, and I think I manifested it for for them. So you're welcome, Miami. Not their hard work. No, not that at all. No, like you're doing a good job as well, (laughs) but like my manifesting also contributed to your success and I'm going to take like 0.5% credit. All right. Well, I got something for you to manifest. Manifest me getting a six hundred dollar or six hundred k job like this freaking mascot from the Nuggets. I will. I'll manifest one for the both of us. Perfect. <laughs> um. All right. Next is Megan Stallion was seen sparking dating rumors with. I'm gonna butcher this dude's name. Do you know how to say it? I'm gonna try. You want me to? <sighs> Please go ahead. Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> right? I, I don't know. Anyway, he's a he's a soccer player. She was seen out with him. I don't know who this dude is. I'm not going to lie. Okay, I'll tell you this story. All right, go ahead. 
So Make the Stallion was Romelu Lukaku's date to um, Lotaro Martinez's wedding. Mm-hmm. Martinez is an Argentinian, Argentinian soccer player. So he was on the Got World it. Cup team. So I, I recognize him. And I Got know it. I know who he is. And I'm pretty sure he was the one that um, that video that went viral and they've been like partying all night after they won the World Cup and he goes like, buen dia or like, it's a nice day, no? And he's like clearly so drunk still from the night yeah. before. Anyways, it was his wedding and Meg the Stallion was the date for Romelu. And he's Romelu is a Belgian soccer player. So I just love seeing Meg with a soccer player. I'm like, Soccer is f- soccer. Football is having its moment. Like, make the stallion even recognize she was like, oh, these players get paid just as much, if not more, than any of the U.S. professional players, and I can be in Europe. Bye. Yeah, yep, I'm out. And I love this for her, and I can't wait to hear a rap about football. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be good. So, anyways, that's exciting for her. Um, only other sports news that's notable at this time is that the NBA drafts um, is like has been announced. The order of picks, I think that's how I would say that. And the San Antonio Spurs got the first pick, um, so they'll be able to choose whoever they want first. And the like number one prospect is this French man. And sorry, Gonzo, we don't know his name. And he is the number one pick. So that's just interesting that an American sports number one pick for the draft is French. And this is an American sport. I'm curious to know if that's ever happened in the past. Like, has there ever yeah. been an international player? No, this is this is like history's being made. Wow, that'd be dope. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So, so anyways, that's sports, you guys. And you know, that's our episode. We didn't write down an action item. Um, my action item for you is to, um, I don't know, have some fun, go to a happy hour, get in bed by nine, wear your sunscreen, moisturize, and drink water. Healthy. That's a good. It's a good <laughs> list for you to start on. So well rounded. <laughs> Yeah, just be a well-rounded girly. We don't ask for much. Oh, man. Okay, you guys. That has been another episode of Perspectives of Pop Culture. Um, We hope you enjoyed. We love you. Please rate and review us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts if you're watching on YouTube. Hello. You're looking stunning and gorgeous today. We love you so much. Please subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. And, yeah, that's it for me. Anything you want to end on, Justin? Have a great start to your summer, everyone else out there who is actually having a summer, yes. unlike us in Santa Barbara with May Gray. So have a great Happy summer, cuties. Well, it's day. June basically now. Yeah. Later, guys. Okay. Love ya. Bye.